if we're talking about just this pandemic here in the last 10 weeks, for example, in the beginning of this pandemic, I wasn't focused on self-care. I was kind of just frozen in shock and then putting a lot of attention to get information and what was going on and how to protect ourselves and what pills to take and all that. So a lot of focus was on that. And then suddenly I was like, fuck, I need some self-care. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Self-Care and Relationships. And I have a conversation with my wife, Ivana Rainbow, and we talk about our individual self-care journeys and how that has helped our relationship tremendously and some of the challenges of what we've experienced with self-care. The most popular app theme in 2019 was Self-Care Ones. So... Everybody is really searching for it. You know, it's a simple concept in some way, though it's not easy. It's tricky. You know, it's easy to forget. And because we give our needs up for others, but neglecting self-care, it can cause increases in anxiety, in anger, distractibility, fatigue, and also decreases in self-esteem, empathy, sleep, compassion, and relationship satisfaction. And without proper self-care and with the ongoing exposure to stress, it also has serious consequences such as depression and heart disease. So there are many obstacles to the simple concept of I need to take more self-care. You know, I think we also have unrealistic expectations. It is not a magic pill. There is no single formula. Everyone has to find their own sweet spot, as I say. And so it's retraining ourselves. It's like a new language. It's an ongoing process that actually gets easier and also more in our routine. So I believe that also self-care is just one notch on the concept of self-love and recognizing self-worth and being kind towards ourselves. That's part of self-love and self-love and self-care are simply about owning our own power and acting from a place of kindness and self-compassion. That is putting that towards ourselves and taking the time to remind ourselves of this power, this kindness and this self-compassion. What's selfish about that? And I think it's a great thing to do. And from a relationship standpoint, boy, when we are taking care of ourselves, we are really bringing in a sense of ourself. If we're loving ourselves more, we're able to love others more. When we have less stress and less anxiety, more creativity, more self-confidence, we're bringing all of that in the relationship. It also can get us out of if we're in a codependent relationship, which is very difficult for some people 
to start to, let's say, differentiate and even individuate at times to self-care. It's a threat to the relationship. So people have to really navigate that in a healthy way. Because I think when we take that time for ourselves, that self-care time that's so important, we can share our experiences and ideas and our thoughts when we re-engage with our partner or our family or our kids. So I think that that me time still respects the we time. How <laughs> do you like that? Okay, everybody. So hope you enjoy this conversation about self-care. I know there's a lot of challenges right now with what's going on in our world with the pandemic, but this is a very important time to be able to take moments of self-care, whether it's small moments, 15-minute walks, really sit with ourselves and clear our thoughts with all the stresses and maybe the worries that we have because self-care is going to really give us a boost in our healthy immune system and we definitely need that. And when we have that individually, again, we bring that into the healthy relationship immune system as I call it. Okay. So self-care and relationships, let's talk about it. Hey, love. Well, thanks so much for coming upstairs and doing this podcast on self-care and relationships. Mm-hmm. Hey, Prepo. Well, I was having so much fun downstairs, I almost wanted to keep doing it. We were dancing before we went up here. Yeah. Uh, I put on some um, flamenco gypsy, gypsy music yeah. and with a lot of guitar playing. And we had just been talking about at dinner time how you really want to play your guitar some more. Yeah, that's part of uh, self-care that I want to put more into my life. I'm a novice at the guitar for many years, trying to get over a little hump. So... That's something that I want to do more of. And, and lo and behold, you brought out the Gypsy Kings and that, that inspired me. I even just put the guitar up and just uh, kind of aired the guitar with the guitar a little bit to Gypsy Kings because I can't play that style. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. There was a reason why I put Gypsy Kings on because I love hearing you play the guitar. And it has been a couple of years since you've really been playing it. I know you only know two songs, but I love <laughs> those two songs, and I never get tired of you playing them. Mm, that's so sweet. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and, and yes, I was really happy that you actually, when we were listening to the music and dancing, that you grabbed the guitar and got going and mm. faked it. Good. And had fun. I love seeing that. I'll do more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, self-care in relationships. One reason why I wanted to do this podcast with you is you're an inspiration for self-care. When I think about you and the different ways over the many years that we've been together, all the different ways that you have taken care of yourself in order to create your own happiness, your own contentment, um, your own entertainment, been really inspiring to me that you have grabbed that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've always been like that, taking time out for myself. 
even as a little kid, because I know it nourished myself to be alone in nature, and I would just do that, be alone out in the garden with the flowers when I was very little. And then later, as a teenager, I would just walk alone in the forest. And when we met, you did a lot of self-care, and at times I felt like it was almost pushing me away with the with the self-care. Yeah, I know. We were living at SLN, and I was like in the mornings for breakfast. Breakfast was served in the big hall, and I just couldn't do big crowds in the morning. Big crowds? I just wanted to sit with you on a rock, and you just walked by me and went to another rock on the, on the front lawn without even saying hello in the morning. I was like, what's up with that? <laughs> I just want to sit on a rock and eat my breakfast. Yeah. And meditate. Later on, we talked about how just communicating that was good enough, you know, to be able to say, hey, I need my alone time just in the morning. need to be alone, gather my thoughts. And when you ended up communicating that, I totally got it instead of being ignored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't used to that. I, I was just doing my thing, and that was my life up till that point there. When I met you, I was around 35 or so. And since we met at Eslin and it was about communication, after a while you got fed up with me just being quiet away there and inquiring into me what's going on here and because you were feeling a little bit like uh, rejected. Yeah, rejected, ignored. And uh, I didn't mind your self-care. I just wanted the self-care in regards to our relationship, you know, to like let me know, hey, uh, this is what I need. This is what I'm going to do. This is when I feel for seeing you. And when we started to get more clear on that kind of communication, that went so much better because that's what I see all the time with with couples is they have a hard time with their self-care. So sometimes they just push the other person away and they do their own thing without communication, without really checking in. It's not about permission. It's just really about communicating and letting the other one know and informing them of how you're going to be taking care of yourself and when you're going to come back into the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that, that maybe some people would think, ooh, I need the other one's permission, but I don't want to get the permission, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah, or the tit-for-tat about you're taking care of yourself, then it's my turn to take care of the self, or you're taking more, you know, this even... Like a tug-of-war. Yeah, this justification, whether it's, you know, fair or not, and... I think when we're truly taking care of ourselves in deep ways, it's not about fairness. I I highly encourage you to take care of yourself in so many ways. And I know you do the same for me. And we know that we're coming back into the relationship with that renewed energy. That's the beauty of it is I really want people to get that one aspect of self-care is to be able to bring back the self-worth and self-love and self-esteem so you're not sucking and pulling out of the relationship what you need to do to take care of yourself for contentment and happiness. And I think that that's what's so important. And also bringing in the inspiration that you learn about self-care, who you are, the connections with other people, the hobbies, the creativity, bring that back into the relationship and share that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Because part of your self-care that you do so well is you're an artist and you get lost in your creativity with self-care. Like, so what are some of the things that that you feel inspired and enriched in the ways that you take care of yourself and self-care with creativity? 
Well, it can be very simple. Like I, I love to crochet. That is so simple. And I love to um, play around with collage, cuttings from magazines and stuff, and put it together in beautiful ways or meaningful ways for myself. And it's fun, and I get lost in it, and time just disappears. And that's the whole point of it. Yeah. So what, what do you do when people, I hear people all the time say, I can't find the time. I don't have the time to, to do self-care. I know for you lately, what you've been doing is you put it right in your calendar, right in your to-do list, and you make it as part of anything else that needs a priority. Yeah, but it wasn't always like that. And there have been times where, I mean, if we're talking about just this pandemic here in the last 10 weeks, for example, in the beginning of this pandemic, I wasn't focused on self-care. I was kind of just frozen in shock. And then putting a lot of attention to get information and what was going on and how to protect ourselves and what pills to take and all that. So a lot of focus was on that. And then suddenly I was like, fuck, I need some self-care. And what is that looking like? And I felt overwhelmed and confused and scattered. And what does self-care look like? Well, it looks like a bathtub now and then and really soaking and relaxing with that. And what's the next? And so after a while, I was like, okay, it's dancing because I need to move, move all this fear and anxiety and overwhelm and put on some music and begin to dance. And that kind of started unraveling of the stagnation was movement through good music. And what inspired me about that shift of self-care because we were more stay-at-home, a lot of the self-care I know that I did was outside of the home, getting together with good friends or other activities I did outside. You also, with your women's groups that you go to, you had to shift and change that. And so for me, what was inspiring is how you ended up taking small bits of time, 10-minute dance, or a quick 15 minutes of self-care when it came to just even laying down on the yoga mat and uh, stretching and self-massage. The small little bits of self-care, especially when people say, I can't find the time, I don't have the time, when we can take five minutes and then stretch it into 10 minutes or do five or 10 minutes, three times a day, that's letting ourselves know that we can do self-care and it's draining the stress of the day, the anxiety, and it's fulfilling just that small amount of time. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. And I think maybe I had my mind on that dancing should be at a certain time of day. Yoga should be at a certain time, yeah. you know? You're dancing all times at night, man. It's like, like midnight sometimes. Yeah. So now, like, everything had been turned upside down and shaken around. So I was like, whoa, I can just do yoga whenever. So we have the yoga mats available really easily. So, and we have much more time. So it's just, oh, can just do it for 10 or 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's just getting it out and do a few moves. And then it feels so satisfying. If you go way back when Xander was small, and you had more of a challenge, of course, with self-care. In hindsight, what would you tell mothers right now about how to 
get those bits of, of self-care when they say, you know, yeah, it's great to hear, but I have kids around the house. How would you advise or give offerings of self-care for, for mothers? Is it in those smaller bits? Oh, how I did self-care back then? Whew, that's a long time ago. Let's see, what did I do? Well, since I love creativity and that is self-care and since I was home, a home mom with my child till he was 10. So a lot of the self-care was woven into playing with him and making creative projects. So that's where I got my nourishment from, making creative projects with him. I taught him how to sew little figurines and stuff like that because I like to do that. So I taught him that. I painted with him. We created board games out of cardboard and castles out of cardboard. We walked in nature looking for fairies and little salamanders. So that satisfied me a lot. And luckily, my child also loved creativity. You were being very present in those activities. And I think that's also really key. You weren't just like drudging it through. You were enjoying it and being also very present in the, that playtime, that creativity time. That's true. And I was down there on the floor with him. I wasn't afraid of lying around, rolling around on the floor and playing with him. Yeah. You know what I think it was also key when I reflect back, when I remember you taking more self-care at that time was when you would say, you know what, people, would you watch Xander? Would you take some time so I can have time to myself? You would let go at times of, I'm not going to clean the house. I'm not going to do some of these projects. I'm going to just let them be. It's good enough. It doesn't look just horrible. We don't have cockroaches flying around and everything. But I need to just go ahead and just take care of myself. And that was a big shift about, because I think a lot of mothers and a lot of women, when they take their self-time, they're taking care, still taking care of others or doing projects or doing the laundry. And I get that. I get that that needs to be done. But sometimes it's it doesn't have to be done right at that moment. And when we do self-care, we have more energy to then do those things. Mm, that's true. I did grow up in a household with a mom who thought it was very important that the house was very clean. So she spent a lot of time cleaning. So I did not want to be like that. So I did not want to have it too clean because I wanted us to be able to play. Plus we had cats that could walk in and out of the house. So it would get dusty anyway. And I wanted my child to play as much as possible. And I wanted him to have friends in the house. And that was high priority for me more than a clean house. An orderly house and an organized house, I did like that. And I was teaching him, you know, to put his toys away and stuff like that. And I thought that was important. And he still treasures those skills now as an adult, that he's also very organized. But cleaning the house was lower on the priority list. So therefore, I didn't have so much stress because it was my choice. Yeah. And I think sometimes we have to choose between less stress and having some things not get done. And I think the less stress at times is a, is a good choice because we can't just let that stress keep accumulating and accumulating because 
I think a lot of times what happens I see with couples is that stress will accumulate and perpetuate. And when they're not taking that time for self-care, then they're not bringing their better selves into the relationship at all. And that's even creating then more stress. And then they really have to take a lot more time to self-soothe in order to come back in the relationship. So I really think that that maintenance of really being able to take good self-care in our daily life really helps the closeness of the relationship. Because I know when, I mean, when we met, you had a whole history of experiences that you brought into the relationship that intrigued me. And I did also. And to think that we should stop doing some of those things just to now merge, that's only that bullshit in the movies. You know, that doesn't work. Sure, we don't do the individual adventures solely like we used to do before we met. We still have our our individual activities and sometimes trips and outings and so forth. But I'm I'm more talking about I want to bring an interesting person into the relationship. I don't want to just be that person 25 years ago that had all these stories. I want to be able to have more stories to be able to bring to you that create the attraction and the growth in the relationship. And folks, it's not always the relationship that's going to do that. You're not going to be able to get it all in the relationship. You also have to get it individually. And it's not just in activities outside of the relationship. It's in our own inner journey of our thoughts and our self-love and how we feel in our inner being, in our inner, inner wellness that we bring that into the, the relationship. Mm, I totally agree. We got to. I'm stay glad you do, in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stay the individuals we are, yeah. and at the same time, merging into our relationship, and that becomes an entity, a new entity that we co-create together over the years as well. It's pretty exciting to see how that unfolds too. But we gotta still remember the things that brings us joy yeah. and do them. I don't know if you said this, but you would demonstrate this, but in so many words, I got it that you said, you know, I need to take responsibility also for my own life, realizing that I am the source of my happiness, that I just don't want you people to have to fulfill that source. And that is such a relief to know that you're not giving me that responsibility to, to do that. And I have to realize that you can't be that source of happiness. You're definitely part of it. My family life is definitely part of my happiness, a big part, but it's not the sole part. And when we're doing our own self-care, I realize that so much that I have the power and it feels so good to have the power to give myself self-love and self-care so that I can create more kindness and compassion in my life. And that's a wonderful offshoot to know that I can create that and uh, by my choices and that you support it. And I think that that's a beautiful thing when you have a partner that really supports the way that you're doing your self-care. So thanks for, thank you very, very much for supporting the ways and giving me suggestions and encouragement. And boy, there's even times I know that you're making creative things that support my, my self-care. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way I I breathe. That's the way I think. Mm-hmm. I know. I am curious to hear how did you do self care back when you had a young child in the family? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, well, I do remember. I love to talk on the phone to some of my friends uh, periodically during the week to talk my boy talk and laugh. So that was some of my some of my self care. I liked going for hikes by myself. Meditating uh, was part of my self care, and even taking the boys' day with Xander. You know, we did at least one day a week that was just him and I. Part of it was to give you a break so that you could do your self-care, but I loved it. I loved just hanging with him, and it was just me and him having our relationship and how we formed our own energy together, our humor, what we did together was different than what you would do together and what the three of us would do together. And so that was part of my self-care. Writing was more of my self-care back then, uh, writing poetry and some other things, which needs to be, I put that again, like I'm yearning to bring some more of that in my life around writing as, as self-care, just to write, not to write a book, but just to really write my thoughts in a creative way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hear you say that when he was very young, your child there, you went on boys' days. With the car, you drove somewhere, and what did you do? Well, I don't know if I need to tell you what I did, because that was our boys, that was our boys. <laughs> you did things uh, that you might not have done if I was around. Well, one thing that, I, you know, it's it's kind of a typical American thing, but I grew up with what I love to do is I love to go to movies. And so Zan and I, we, we did go to movies together, um, just two of us throughout his life and that was wonderful we would also do some sports together we would shoot some baskets we would play catch and me being a i used to play baseball in college and that was such a big part of my life to have a a son that i can just play catch with and not push him to be some superstar on some team but just him and i you know put some gloves in the car and and see a field and and uh, park in a school parking lot or whatever and just go ahead and play catch or shoot some baskets just for the fun of it. That was so, so sweet. So I think that was, uh, yeah, that was good self-care. And um, Yeah, self-care because you love to play sports yourself. So you got some satisfaction in there by uh, playing with him, even in that simple way of catch. Yeah, it was simple. It wasn't like a team-orientated thing where, you know, I know that it brings a lot of joy sometimes when kids are on teams, but Xander wasn't. He didn't do that. I think one year he did soccer, but just him and I, just him and I would just, just play ourselves and talk. And that, that was really beautiful is especially boys. I think they do well when they're playing sports. I know for me playing catch, I used to play catch with my father in the front lawn and we would have great talks. That's how we would get out. What was, you know, he would ask me questions of what was going on in my life. And I was more apt to talk while I was playing catch. And I think that that movement and men with sports there, they open up more. So that was a way for me and Xander to bond more in a communication style. So that was, 
yeah, that was part of, definitely part of self-care. Mm, sweet. Yeah. And then as he grew older and uh, you went on boys' days in, in different ways and stuff like that, and you also began to nourish your own friendships yeah. and take time out for that. That was true. I think that was a big thing to be able to say, I really need that. And I have a couple good friends that I really um, nourished that around here. Even some of my friends that uh, don't live in the States, uh, don't live here in North Carolina. I had to try find a different way to connect. But like my buddy Greg, who's no longer here. My boy's no longer here. He moved to California. But we used to hang out a lot. And uh, that was wonderful. That was so nourishing to be able to get at least um, one night a weekend where I would stay in town since I'm almost an hour away, our home to my office. So I would sleep over his house after work one night and we would just hang. And that was a real self-care. But I want to go back to one thing too that I think is really important that I think was part of self-care was taking trips with Xander. We took some weekend trips sometimes and then we did a couple couple week trips. We went to California together and I also took trips by myself for nurturing trips retreats. You took trips by yourself. I think that's wonderful to be able to do that as individual partners to be able to take trips and parents to take trips with your kids individually as well as together. There's a whole different way of knowing yourself and tasting and get a sense of yourself around your kids or by yourself in order, again, to bring that experience back into the relationship. Because I think so many people get in this rut that they, it's great to take family vacations. I get it. We did it. But to just only do that, if that's the only time people are going to take a vacation is just family and not also by themselves for adventures. It's more dynamic the other way. It's more dynamic to have some of those individual experiences of self-care. Mm -hmm. And creating some unique memories there as well. Yeah, and both you and I did individual trips with Sander throughout his childhood and teenage years because I would take him to Denmark every two years or every year as we did later and stay for months in Denmark just him and I being with my family of course there but um, that that was really special him being immersed in my country for months yeah. so those trips were really unique and special and bonding very meaningful to me that he got a sense of that part of his roots also from another culture yeah that was really special and then to balance that you would then take trips along with him you would go skiing in montana yeah, that's true. yeah. That snowboarding mm -hmm. and uh, you took yeah. that father's day trip a coming of age combination of that when Sander was 15 you went to Esalen for a long weekend with other fathers and sons and then hung out in Northern California for a few weeks with him and camped and did other things so yeah I think that those things are so part of self-care and some of the challenge that we have right now with some of the stay home and and the pandemic is we can't get out as much and so it's interesting for me of how you have kind of hmm, 
you found a sweet spot in the consistency, especially around writing. Writing is a big part of your your self-care that over the last few months has taken an evolution that you actually have, what, an hour a day that you're taking for writing? Well, you're jumping a bit ahead, love, (laughs) because... I think this practice here have only been maybe for two weeks the most. So we've been home for the past 10 weeks. And in the beginning, I felt stuck and wasn't really very creative or anything. And then the dancing was opening up for the stuckness. And, you know, and then it it flowed into wanting to write. I mean, the consistency and the discipline, because I think that's part of self-care is like grabbing the time and I'm I'm just so impressed you you feel how much that nurtures you so you have carved out that time at 11 o'clock the alarm goes off and you're doing that mm-hmm. yeah and that is just this last week here lovey so it was a process leading up to that that I can talk about because you could say it came out of impatience and frustration of being stuck and it's like I need something to nourish me and I'm not getting all my women's groups in and and my workshops and dancing and all that with other people so I'm dancing home alone and here with you so what else can I do what really nourish me so it's thinking about that and then I listened to a lot of inspiring summits online that inspired me and I I chose some of the creative ones after I had spent a lot of time listening to all the stuff what's going on around the pandemic. Then I was like, no, I need something creative now and nourishing. So I listened to summits like that that was inspiring and they were giving tools. And one of them was to write morning pages to just free flow style, not have any plan or anything, just write whatever comes into mind and write three pages. So it's not a set time, but it's just let the pen flow. It can be whatever, like, oh, the cats are crossing the floor. Um, I should be doing dishes now, but I would rather take a nap you know, just whatever flow. So that was my startup with it. And I was saying, I really want to write a book because I've been wanting to write this book for the past 30 years about my life adventures that started before I met you and continued with you. And I've so been wanting to write this book and I was busy being a mom. And then I got busy with my women's group and educating myself So now that we have time at home here, I'm coming back to, okay, I had that dream of writing a book. So it will probably be a good idea to start the morning pages and just do it to get it going. So I began with that and I was doing that for about a week. And then you joined me too. Yeah. And and I was in the summits I was listening to, they also said the importance of doing it in the morning when, uh, you know, to not get on the phone right away and get distracted, but instead use that wonderful, fresh, new day energy and infuse it into the writing. Uh, either, you know, to do some meditation and yoga first or write first, whatever 
calls you. And I had such a longing to write. So that was my thing. I wanted to do that. And then I realized, hmm, I need to have a set time for myself. As I was looking at my schedule, I could see that 11 a.m. was actually a good free time that would give me ample time to do other stuff in the morning, like breakfast and cleaning and meditation and some workout or whatever, or help you a bit with stuff. And then at 11 o'clock seemed like, hmm, there's an hour there before lunch. I'm going to claim that for myself. So I wrote it into my calendar so to make sure that I'm not doing any other appointments. And you're guarding that well. And I think that that's great that it's starting to be a habit to, to guard it well because you know how beneficial it is. And also it's an inspiration to me because when I know today when I walked in the living room and you were writing, I didn't want to disturb you, of course. And I was like, okay, so I need to probably do something kind of quiet. This, this is a good time for me to go ahead and do something with self-care. So it was great. I got on uh, the mat with the back stretcher and just breathed a little bit. And I actually did a little bit of writing on my own for about 10 or 15 minutes as an inspiration from, from seeing you. So that's an offshoot of that inspiration, seeing you do it. I don't know if I can implement it in the time that that you put in every day of it, but I want to start doing some of that, you know, really uh, carving out on my own calendar or it's not going to get done. And I tell people all the time when they say that I can't find the time, it's like, you know what, in a couple of days or next week, you can put in your calendar, right? And then put that time, whether it's 15 minutes that you're going to do something for self-care, it's just your time and guard it. Don't override it with anything else. So thanks for for that inspiration about putting it in the calendar and making sure it gets done. Mm -hmm. It's important. I have another friend who also have young kids and she's also like, I gotta have a little time in the morning for myself. So she've carved out a couple of hours where she do those things I do too, you know, like meditation and yoga and writing and just being and daydreaming and, told her family this is what I need you go do something else while I'm doing this I need to have this in the mornings yeah I think some people have unrealistic expectations about what self-care is you know it's no magic pill it's finding it and making it your own and I think that that you know everybody has to find their own sweet spot and um, and that's not easy for people because it's not so carved out of uh, step by step of how to do it, they have to make it their own, and so it gets tricky in that in that sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know the one thing that I see from self care in my life, our life, also with my clients' life, is that when we're not doing self care, and we feel overwhelmed and stressed, and we're not feeling self love, we don't got a lot of love to give. We're more sharp and snippy and grumpy, low energy. We don't have a real good sense of self to bring into the relationship. Mm -hmm. I can definitely relate to that because it was just two weeks ago before I had started this writing practice. 
and I was feeling grumpy and overwhelmed and felt that there was needs that wasn't being met in me, creative needs. I wasn't taking time out enough for myself. And um, we got into arguments. Three days in a row we got into Damn, arguments and I was days. so grumpy. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, you just weren't, you wouldn't give me a little slack. I just said a few things and then bam. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was one of those days you wouldn't give me slack. Yeah. Where I wanted to dream together with you about mm. traveling when the borders open up again, how we could travel and that. And then you just wanted to talk about money. And that closed off my stream of dreaming. So that was part of our arguments, too. Yeah. We both had some of those stuff there. And one of my things, like two days later after those arguments, I needed to write about it. I was mm. writing. I was pissed off and I was writing and writing about how upset I was with you and, and all that. How unfair I was. Yeah. Mm. So I wrote several pages and it was so freeing and it felt so good and it was a way to get it out. I was like, ah, yes. And that kind of broke into it and broke open the, the writing. It's so healing to just write the frustrating feelings. And then I just wrote a little bit every day because it made me feel better to do that. And then I got to the point after one week where I got more clarity about what is my priorities. Mm. And... I realized that one of my priorities was to write because it brings me well-being and I could see how it inspired you too to write more. And you used to write years ago as well. So it's really lovely to see you get back to writing. Yeah. I just think that when we are taking those moments like of self-care, whatever that is, if it's writing or, or even exercise and creativity that's just really for our that would nurture in ourselves is i know for me i become like a, a better problem solver because i get to see things and and even the world more clearly when i am just going on my hamster wheel and just going from thing to thing project to project i don't see things clearly and so i'm not having this real good overview of how to address how i want to show up how i want to respond then i think definitely the relationship um, suffers in that way. So I see such benefit when we're doing our self-care routine. And again, just even like a quick 15 minutes, how that unwinds some of my clarity to see my world, to see you very differently in a more positive light too. And our relationship in a more caring and accepting and loving way when I'm taking that time. So it's part of that self-love. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's really clear because, as I said, two weekends ago, it was a very unpleasant weekend we had together. And then last weekend here was really opposite and really satisfying and nice. Because leading up to the weekend, I had taken time out for myself. I was like, okay, enough is enough. I need a day to self-nurture myself. So I was doing 
playful collage for hours and writing in between that. And then I was taking a really long bathtub bath and, you know, just having a good time and taking a walk by myself and had realizations and writing down some goals and intentions. And one of the intentions was that I want to have a self-care day a month mm. for me, where I just have so many hours of just doing what I desire, and that a long bath is part of that. So I brought out my calendar, and I decided on those dates where I will take these self-care out for myself. You see, now I am... 61. So I'm not bleeding anymore. But, you know, traditionally women, when, when we have our bleeding time, that is a time to take time out for ourselves. Hmm. So I was like, I think I was a little PMS without knowing it when that grumpy weekend there. I'm glad you said it, not me. Yeah. So I just realized I need to take that time out for myself. And I think that's important for women to have that time each month to to do self-care right around that time. And I think men should encourage that because we're, we're going to get the benefit of that. Like if we allow and say, please have those days, have, have some time around your moon and bleeding to go ahead and take care of yourself, have self-care. Men, man, we're going to really benefit from that. A woman would be able to really feel herself and to empty her cup and to be able to show up more and be more aware and be more full of herself in a beautiful way. So, yeah, encourage that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to do it on the new moons. That's traditionally when women were bleeding anyway around the new moon. So that's a good time for me to do it. And I've been facilitating the red tents for women for years, which gives women a time out to be nourished so we usually would do it for three or four hours here at my house and talk about deep things and share and listen to each other and share a meal together and do that once a month so we used to do that before this pandemic here and that was um, very satisfying and nourishing as well as um, growing our confidence. You know, I think what we're talking about too is like self-care is a mindset and looking after yourself the way you would look after somebody you love. And I think that's really important is, is are we treating ourselves the way that we treat people that we love in a loving way? My relationship with myself is so important so I got to realize that it's not about being selfish. You know, if I take this time for self-care and self-love, it's not taking away from anything that's giving into my life. And so it's not being self-centered at all. And I think a lot of people have that challenge because maybe growing up, they were told that when they maybe were taking time for themselves, they were told that they're being self-centered or they're being selfish. And many people didn't have a model of what self-care was by our parents. I didn't have a model of, of self-care from my parents at all. Mm. I did have a model from my dad for self-care because he would go and um, be in the garden. 
and do things there by himself to empty his mind and not talk with anyone and ground himself. And I like to just tug along around him. And I like being quiet around him too. So that felt good to do. I also would go fishing with my dad. Mm. And we would also just sit quietly in the boat, my brother and my dad and I, and fish and, and talk now and then. I loved it. It was kind of meditative being out on the lake. That's sweet to grow up with those memories of that. I think that's also why some of your self-care is in nature that you do, is that contemplating and silent connection with nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do get that from my dad, that he knew how to take care of himself from working uh, crazy in a hotel with lots of people and servicing others. So he knew that he needed to come home and ground himself in the garden. And also he had eventually four kids that he loved to play with, but he also needed that time out in the garden for himself. So he grew some amazing gardens. And we've been talking about some things to do with self-care. And I also, again, believe like it's a mindset where self-care is also watching our inner critic and not letting that get out of control. Self-care is corralling our worry and not letting that get out of control. You know, self-care is around our stress and anxiety in different ways and just being able to give ourselves self-appreciation and self-care of who we are as an individual and how we walk in the world and that we don't have to keep striving and striving to be something in order to feel good about ourselves. So I think that it's also this inner work and inner being that is around contentment for self-love and self-care. So I just want to put that out to people too, is of course there is that doing, but it's also an aspect of how we have our relationship with ourselves. And that has a lot to do with how we think about ourselves. So we have to have that that self-care mindset of if we're too hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the gifts I'm actually taking away from this pandemic here is more self-care. Because I, I kind of was forced to it because of all that anxiety and worry to figure out how can I soothe myself. So I was getting a meditation app, for example, And that was really helpful to um, have the guidance of a 10-minute meditation and the guidance of focusing on my breath. And that came in really handy to have that during this pandemic. So when I I get overwhelmed, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to focus on my breath now and do that. And then it have evolved back to my practice of yoga, uh, rekindling that again to just lie down on the floor and do some things for 10 minutes or so. And then I feel balanced again. And if I'm more in the energetic mood and I feel for shaking some too many thoughts out of my head, then I put on the dance music and some good shoes and then I dance around. And I don't even need a lot of space for the dancing. I can even stand on the same spot and do the dancing and the move and the shaking of the body 
and feel better just from two or three songs. And then I've kind of reset myself. Yeah. I love when you do that. Just go and just be free and just move your body and you're not self-conscious of it at all. And, and you're just doing it and you don't need me to leave the room or sometimes you're even encouraging me to come up of course with you but you just do it you just do it in front you ask if you can put some music on and you just do it Mm -hmm. and if you're on the phone or something else then my go-to now is my writing book and i can just sit there and write for 10 minutes and it's such a joy just let it flow even just what i observe around in the room and put that down There's birds coming to the window. The cat is stretching, you know, whatever. Oh, I feel hungry. Maybe I should make some food soon, you know. Yeah, just capturing the moment of being present and even writing that down is a self-care moment. Yeah, and it's kind of a reset of myself, of bringing myself back to my own core. Yeah, so people like you even listening to this podcast on self-care, hopefully it's giving you some ideas or even permission in some way to do that but you just even listening to it for this hour is um taking time out for self-care for yourself i hope you're you're focusing on it i hope you create it more in your life and bring it into your relationships i think it's one of the best things that we can do to bring our healthy sense of self in a relationship and really show up more fully so if people are looking ways that they can better their relationship. One part of it is self-care and taking care of ourselves and not putting the pressure on our partner and not having resentment of the relationship and what's not happening in the relationship to be able to create some of that within ourselves and hopefully then bring a clearer mind, a more balanced state so that we can talk more from the heart. There's gonna be less blaming, less defensiveness. I know when I'm doing self-care, That is definitely the case. I am much more centered to myself and I'm not coming out with criticism or impatience and thinking that you're doing this or not doing this to me. I'm taking more power and responsibility of my my life and in our relationship, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I also think it's a good thing to remind each other of each other's self-cares. Because you can have a tendency to be very focused on the screen and sit down a lot. And of course, by me putting on the music, that can kind of inspire you to get up and move a little bit too. But as we were talking about earlier at dinner time tonight, I was asking you, so what is your self-care? And, and you were talking about the guitar, that you really would like to get back to it that it has been two years since you were practicing. So we came up, or you came up with an idea of how you could get back to practicing again, like when we watch a movie, and that you could sit with the guitar and uh, do some moves on it because you got to train yeah, well, your hand again. Yeah, I'm not going to play it while we're doing move, but I can just train my left hand just on the frets as we're watching a movie and i saw that as we were coming up to the podcast studio that you i brought the guitar up to the tv room yeah see so that's i love that that's That's how i can support you right yeah yeah because you were really talking about how you long to play 
And yeah. I see how you get distracted with taking care of practical things. Yeah. So I also wrote down in my notebook what it is that you wanted to do more for your yeah. self-care. So as you said, writing, for example. So I wrote those things down so that I can remind you of that in some nice ways. Exactly. That's the part in the nice ways. Because I see people remind their partner in a more critical way or in a more pushing way and not in a kind way and a reminder that is encouraging as opposed to in some way shaming. So I really appreciate the way that you're gently reminding me of ways to uh, mm -hmm. give myself self-care. Yeah, like tonight also when we talked about we wanted to dance a little bit before going in the studio. So since you had just said you wanted to play guitar, I went and chose the Gypsy Kings with wonderful guitar music so that we could warm up to that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was just so fun to see you grab your guitar and dance with it. Yeah. So maybe we'll do a little bit of that. As we've been sitting in the studio, maybe we'll go down and move a little bit. Mm, I would love that. Yeah, let's go dance. Yeah, let's go dance, baby. All right, everybody, go dance. Mm -hmm. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is produced by Oxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today, faster and easier. Try it for free at oxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Oxbus. Thank you.